Hi, everyone. My name is Suzanne Sinatra, and I'm the CEO and founder of Private Packs. Femtech means to me improving the life of Volvo owners all over the world, no matter what life stage they're in. Welcome to Femtech Focus with Dr. Brittany Barreto, exploring the past, present, and future of women's health and wellness. Welcome to the Femtech Focus podcast, where we have meaningful and provocative conversations with femtech experts. These academics, doctors, and innovators tell us about the past, present, and future of women's health and wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Brittany Barato, and today's episode, I interview Suzanne Sinatra. She is the CEO and founder of Private Packs, a New York City-based femtech company. She's a former event planner turned accidental entrepreneur. Private Packs is reimagining therapy packs and is sculpted now for the intimate areas of a woman's body to deliver discreet, wearable, and reusable comfort. Private Packs was born out of a traumatic Brazilian waxing incident that prompted Suzanne to design a product that currently was an unmanned need in the marketplace. Launching later this year, Private Packs will transform the healing process for women in their most sensitive areas, specifically after childbirth, bikini waxes, intercourse, and surgery. Our listeners get a special offer, so go to privatepacks.com and use promo code FEMTECHFOCUS for a percentage off your purchase. Enjoy the episode. Hey, Suzanne. Welcome to the show. Hi, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Brittany. <laughs> Are you welcoming me to the show? <laughs> so great to have you. Um, are you always as bubbly on Saturdays, on rainy Saturdays like this? You know, I really am because I'm living my best life being an entrepreneur. Oh, I love that. That's how I feel about Femtech Focus, that like, I mean, being a startup founder is really tough. I've been a startup founder before, but I feel so happy every day that this is what my job is. Yes. It's great talking to other Volvo owners about their sexual health and sexual wellness that I feel really lucky that they're that open with me. Yes. My friends are like, wait, you have an interview on Saturday? And I was like, actually, yeah, like the next three Saturdays, people booked interviews times with me. I guess that's just when they're free. And my friends are like, what? Saturdays? And I'm like, I love it. I'm so excited. Like, I'll see you guys after 2 p.m. (laughs) Well, because during the week, every like for I can speak for myself, I'm just so focused on the task at hand. Mm -hmm. It's hard to mentally shift gears to Mm -hmm. being on an interview. Yeah. So this way I'm much more calmer and relaxed and we can have like a convo. Oh, well, I love it. Um, let's get into your background. Our listeners love to learn about our guest's background. Like, where are you from? What did you study? Did you have a career before this? How did you end up making essentially ice packs for <laughs> your Volvo? Basically, like, yes. So how, tell us more of the history first. Where? Tell us about that. Sure. So I'm based in Brooklyn, New York, but I'm originally from Toronto, Canada. I came here and I started my career on Wall Street. I've worked for many banking firms such as Deutsche Bank, UBS. I've worked for the Wall Street Journal and I've worked for uh, Mayor Bloomberg 
at his firm and when he was a mayor of New York. And I created private packs, which are hot and cold reusable wearable packs to reduce swelling and inflammation after I had a Brazilian wax that not only ripped off all my hair, but all of my skin. Oh, girl. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> definitely. Let's, let's talk about this more. So, um, you, first of all, we have some listeners that are farmers. Maybe you've never even, you never gotten a Brazilian. We have men listeners. So what is a Brazilian wax? A Brazilian wax is using wax to remove all of the pubic hair from the top of the bikini line all the way to the anus. Mm-hmm. It's completely bald down there. And like, is this a really popular thing? Do we have statistics on how many women are getting Brazilians? Well, not so much now, especially during COVID over the past yeah. year, mm-hmm. but it was popular during Sex in the City years. Oh, late 90s, early, early 2000s. Culture. Yes. Public but, <laughs> culture. Yeah. The way women treat their bodies. Yes. But now the conversation has shifted to where women are being more au natural. They're growing their armpit hair. Mm-hmm. When I was growing up, it was a big deal when Julia Roberts went to a movie premiere and she had a full armpit of hair. Now women are just embracing it yeah. and being more in touch with you. If you don't like it, then we don't have to mix. I like the bald look. You know what? It's so interesting you say that. So I personally like to be clean shaven uh, mm. down there. I do it maybe once a week. So I'm not like crazy about it, but I'm also like, that's, it's just my preference because yeah. sometimes I think to myself, like, oh my God, is this society saying that like women's vulva should look like little girls, you know? And then I get all feministy. My shirt says feminist, right? So I'm all like, I get all like, is society pressuring me? And then I'm like, no, what do I want? And I'm like, I just prefer this. So then I'm like, okay, okay, stop overthinking it. Yeah. And that's really important to know. It's kind of like what your preference is. I've never been the person to be pressured by society on what to do. I mean, for those people that are listening and unable to see the video, I am black. So I kind of grew up with not going with the norm because of how society feels about us. So that's even trickles over to my sex life and sexual wellness and basic appearance. I love it. So how often do these types of injuries happen that you experience? What was the issue? Was the wax too hot? Was it left on too long? Like what happened? The wax was way too hot. Uh-huh. And instead of doing little mini strips of cloth to remove the wax and rip off the hair, she did one long strip from the <laughs> anus to the front and did one long rip. Now, the thing is, waxing has evolved. Now, wax has essential oils in it. Mm-hmm. Some of them are hard now. People even do sugaring. But the thing is, pubic area pain relief has not advanced. Yeah. So it's not necessarily that you're solving Brazilian wax injury issues. You're solving vulva injury issues. Yes. But it was all uh, started. Sorry, I'm really hitting on the Brazilian. No, that's that's (laughs) totally cool. Yeah, no, because people shave down there. Yeah. One, Uh people have soreness from being on their Peloton bike or even horseback riding after a baby. I mean, four in one Americans have herpes. Herpes breakouts are painful and that would help reduces swelling and the itchiness and the discomfort that comes with any blister STIs. Yes. 
I actually, it's so funny you bring up horseback riding. Um, I just moved to Raleigh, North Carolina. I love horseback riding. I found a new barn, but I haven't ridden in like six months um, due to pandemic, due to moving, due to all the things. And so I finally found a barn that still was having some lessons. And um, I think I pulled my groin. <gasps> all week I've had like this heating pad underneath my chair and I've been pulling it up between my legs. Like, but your pads probably could have helped me. Well, and here's the thing, like, say it wasn't COVID times and you have to go to the office. You can't take that heating pad to the office yeah. or take it with you in the meeting. And this is what's so great about private packs, which are right here. They are uh, wearable. So you just put them in the underwear after mm-hmm. cooling the heating and you wear them for like 20 minutes. Wow. And for our listeners, definitely check out this video on YouTube to see it in person, but, um, or look up private packs on on Google. I found it very easy, great SEO, but essentially it looks like a a pad that isn't absorbent. Instead, it's like an ice pack type of thing. Yes, exactly. When did you easy to use? Very easy. Yeah. It looks intuitive. Um, so when did you start it? And, um, uh, how has that experience been? How long has have you been working on this? So I started private packs. At, the accident happened in 2014. Okay. I worked really, really hard on it, but I was maintaining a full-time job in 2015. I was going to launch a company in 2017. However, two weeks before my launch, I was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. My goodness. So I ended up just not doing the launch on the suggestions of my medical team, but I ended up working on the the product even more so during treatment. So mm-hmm. I'd always have my laptop with me in the chemo lounge. I mean, I'm surprised I didn't take it with me inside the surgery room, but uh, we finally launched in 2019. And because of COVID, it did affect our supply chain, like most direct-to-consumer uh, companies. Yeah. And we got our inventory in December and we shipped out all of our pre-orders in January. Amazing. And so what are women telling you? What kind of, you know, things are they dealing with that this is a a great solution for them? Well, what's so great, what's great and what's bad about private packs is because it's like, it's, I feels like my baby and I don't want nobody to call my baby ugly. Like I want my baby to be cute with everyone else. Yeah. And the feedback has been really wonderful about from those women that have chronic pain down there, like vulvodynia, vaginismus, and they use it to comfort their pain. Mm -hmm. And the feedback has been that it's effective, it's working, it's a lot easier on someone's stomach than constantly popping the leaves and my dolls. Mm -hmm. So it's working and I've been getting five out of five stars on the product, which is a really great sign for me as a woman because I designed this from my heart. You designed it from your own experience, right? Yeah. So many femtech founders are women because so many femtech founders are solving their own problem that they looked around and said, wait, there's no solution for this. How is that even possible? Yes. And we're taught to just hack something together because we evolve the owners. We are very resourceful. We'll put peas. We'll put warm lettuce leaves <laughs> on our boobs if we're having pain from breastfeeding. Oh. Like, give it to a woman, she'll find something to figure, you know, to solve her pain point. But I just felt like it's at a point now that we have to stop hacking together a solution for our pain. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my sister had a baby a few months ago and she used the Frida packs. Yes. Packs. And so, can you tell me, you know, and by the way, listeners, if there is a competitor, it means that you are doing something right. And also a lot of times your competitor is somebody who is 
to looking at something, a specific subset of women or whether that be on race or time of their life or whatever. And women deserve everything. So just because there is one product out there that slightly could assist with this issue does not mean that there should not be a whole entire aisle of options. Sorry, I get very passionate about this because this week yes. it just came up again and again where people were like, isn't that solved? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, right. not to the extent that like I could buy coffee, a hundred brands of coffee, you know, like, so tell me what is the difference between you and Frida Mama? Well, the, the product difference is that they are disposable disposable okay and they're only for cold they're only cold we oh, are reusable oh. up to 200 times and we're hot and cold so if you have a cyst you may want to use mm -hmm. a hot pack before they mm -hmm. lance the cyst or you mm -hmm. may use cold if you've had a baby and then your doctor will often recommend to use hot afterward because yeah. both cold treatment and heat treatment provide two different functions i mean that's like what i was doing with my groin this week Right, pack on, and then I had an ice pack on. Yeah, right, because heat provides vasodilation, it opens up the blood vessels to promote blood flow. So, that's if you want to like ease your muscles and relax attention. You use cold for vasoconstriction if you want to stop the blood flow, which is to reduce the swelling and inflammation. Mm -hmm. How do you so? And Freedom Mom is just for women that have babies. Yep. We are for vulva owners, regardless of how you see yourself, yep. for everything else. We're not just for moms because yes. not only moms have vulva pain. Yes. And, you know, I knew that was going to be your answer. And that's why I was like, I know, I know she's going to hit this home. Yeah. And I know that there's going to be people who start see private packs. What, what about freedom mama? And that's really why I wanted to hit home that point that it's like, that is for a specific vulva owner at a specific right. time in their life. And it's only one temperature and it's amazing. And we love that company, but like vulvas deserve it all. <laughs> we deserve right. hot and the cold and the, whether you have a baby or not. Right. Right. And I'm a young woman. I'm 47. I'm an urbanite. You will never, ever in this lifetime or the next catch me in a mommy aisle. I want nothing to do with that life stage. I think it's great that there are moms. That's yeah. just not me. Yeah. And yeah. that's just not a product I would buy. I don't yeah. care how much it helps me with my pain. I'm not buying a product for moms for me. Yeah. How do the women or vulva owners heat up your pack? And they put cool it in the microwave for 20 seconds. Microwave. Perfect. So convenient. Yeah. So, so convenient. And you put it in the freezer for two hours because our product is natural and is made with 70% water. So you do need the freezer to create that phase change from a liquid to a solid. Yeah. We have a lot of early stage aspiring entrepreneurs. They ask me all the time about like supply chain management or like, how do I come up with a prototype and all that stuff? Can you kind of walk us through your experience in that? Yeah, sure. So when I created the product, I first made it with fabric and I sewed the product together just to get the dimensions of the size and the width that I wanted. And then I moved from there to a 3D print of the image. And I carried that around for two years. Yeah. Why because, two years? What happened? <laughs> because I didn't know how to get a manufacturer to make this product. Yep. Because every time I tried to find hot and cold therapy pack makers in the U.S., I couldn't find a manufacturer. Mm -hmm. So I actually had to go on Alibaba to find a gel pack manufacturer in China. Okay. And yeah. how is that experience 
Ben, again, I'm just asking because mm-hmm. I already know the aspiring founders are wondering. <laughs> yeah, so I first started out with the introduction to a sourcing agent. Okay. And that sourcing agent was expensive. Mm-hmm. But I learned a lot from our experience. And from my next order, I decided to find a new factory because the, my original factory lost our FDA certification during COVID. So I had to find a new factory anyway. And I found that I found out they lost their FDA certification because I wrote them an email from a fake email account and they told the fake email account that they lost their FDA certification, whereas they did not tell my sourcing agent that information because they wanted the order. But the problem is if the goods come into the port, which for me would be California Mm -hmm. from China, Border and Customs Patrol can turn back the goods at your cost or burn the goods at your cost. Wow. So it is very important to make sure it's you're the right. Very important that your factory has the FDA certification in the exact thing that you are deciding to make. Mm-hmm. Even though private packs are not FDA certified, right? They don't require FDA certification because they are a category one device. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're topical wow. like Band-Aid. Yep. But yep. the factory has to be FDA certified. Wow. And um, that means that they get inspections. Okay. They're inspected in China by yep. the FDA. Wow. And Every that, year. So have you fundraised for this or are you bootstrapped? So I'm bootstrapped up to today. I did do a crowdfunding campaign that was oversubscribed and we doubled our goal amount. And now I'm starting to fundraise. Which I've made a few rookie mistakes there. Would you like to share any for? (laughs) Sure. So fundraising has cycles. Mm -hmm. I mistakenly decided before I knew that fundraising had cycles to fundraise a week before Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Nobody (laughs) wanted to talk to me. The kids were on Zoom. They were just trying to get the turkey in the oven. Yeah. Trying to get Thanksgiving together. Trying to get Zooms up during COVID, it was not a good time Mm -hmm. for sure. And then another thing was that I had to understand that it wasn't that I wasn't raising too much. I was raising too little. And that sent a sign to the investors that I did not have a handle on my business because if it is a product, why are you raising less than half a million? Mm -hmm. But what did work out in my favor is that we got a purchase agreement from a mass retailer and I was actually able to double the fundraising goal. So now I'm going to start getting in some checks. Amazing. Oh my gosh. Listeners, listen up. That was some real truth. So again, as she said, fundraising has seasons. Um, Investors are not like founders where we work every day and every minute of every season. (laughs) Regardless, uh, investors actually usually have pretty good salaries and they love to take the holidays off uh, and they also take the summers off. And so fundraising is in the spring and it is in the fall. Do not even bother doing the summer or the the holidays. Just try to get introductions during that time. Send them some updates. Don't ask for money. Will not happen. Yep. And the other thing you said, which is very common for female founders, but it's also very common. I mean, in femtech, most of our women are, our founders are women. We don't ask for enough money. Um, We try to be super like down to the penny. This is exactly what we need. I tell everyone, budget it out and then add 20% 
at least five, 20% minimally, and then ask me again. And then I'll tell you if you're even raising a reasonable amount. Totally. Right. And right. And you could raise in tranches. Uh-huh. Yeah. You could so raise in tranches. So my first tranche, I'm raising a million now. The mm-hmm. first tranche is half a million. And once this mass retailer presents you with the purchase order, yep. that benchmark will be met. I want the other half a mil. Beautiful. And I love that you did crowdfunding. We find that in femtech, that's very popular and very Mm -hmm. effective for us. A lot of sex tech companies do that and they get 400% more than what they asked. How did you market your crowdfunding? Was it easy or like, did people just find it or did you have to put a lot of effort into it? I had to put so much effort because I didn't have money to put in behind marketing. Yep. So I had to do like a lot of ads following up, really closing the loop on conversations. I tried my hardest to get press and we could not get press. I hired a PR person and she couldn't get press. And I kept telling her, please change the message. Please change the message. She didn't change the message. So then I reached out to those contacts because I told her I wanted the media list of the people she reached out to. Uh I reached out to them and not one person wrote about us and I had to pay her because if I couldn't get anyone, yeah, she couldn't get anyone. Why do you it think wasn't her is? fault. Hmm? Why do you think that is? Cause I have no idea. Oh. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know. It was because it was crowdfunding. Mm-hmm. A lot of campaigns don't fulfill their rewards. Uh. It's, you know, I don't have a snazzy, backer like I don't have Gwyneth Paltrow on my cap table or Serena Williams I don't have um a big fund Uh behind my my back my startup so I didn't have a lot of stuff that was important to a reporter yeah the punchy lines and stuff The punchy line like oh private packs is backed by Sequoia no 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 no, it's okay yeah Not Not yet, yet. but I did take that personal, but that was because I had to do that myself. And uh, it was a lot of boots on the ground type of work to get the campaign up and going. Yeah. Well, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Like, this is what entrepreneurship looks like. You know, sometimes we watch movies or read blogs and we're like, oh, it's supposed to look like just an upward trajectory. And like, honestly, it's usually like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like every other week, you should wonder if you're going to die. Like, you know, unfortunately, that's usually what it looks like more often. Right. And that's true. And I do have a few resources that I use. I use this one resource called Hustle Fund. They have a really great YouTube channel. And it's really about like where you are at the beginning stages of your pre-seed. And they provide really great uh, classes like how to close over Zoom. How did this startup get started in their space? As well as the Y Combinator startup school classes on YouTube. That's a great, great resources. Amazing. And so um, let's get back to your to your product. I love all of your femtech insights because we have so many aspiring entrepreneurs early stage that listen. Um, but the the private pack, do you have some future directions or other products you want to develop? Yeah, so we have a heat patch that's coming out, and we also have a breast pack that's uh, both those items are on wait list right now because unlike private packs, I really want to see if we can build up a following to those products before I actually make them. Yeah, no, totally. Why would uh, we need a breast pack? Because many, many vulva pain sufferers that have hormonal pain, it's also accompanied with hormonal breast pain. 
yeah. like during your menstrual cycle. So if someone could use it then after a biopsy or your mammogram, or if you are having breastfeeding issues, like you can't have milk let down. Mm-hmm. If you warm up the breast pack, it would help with that. Got and it. the heat yeah. patch, we created that because a, many of our followers have bought our product we're using the packs hot right on their stomach during their monthly menstrual Uh, cycle so you might as well make it different you know yes yeah 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 so all that feedback we integrate it into our next product Mm -hmm. does um the let's i think on your website it said like post-sex as well so are women using your packs pre or post-sex and why why and how so a lot, seventy-five percent of American women have painful intercourse. Wow. There's 162 million women in America. That's a lot. That's over fifty percent. Mm-hmm. So a lot of women either have involuntary muscle spasm or they're so tight down there mm-hmm. that they can't enjoy sex. And the only reason people have sex is either to procreate or enjoy it. Yeah. No one says, "Oh, I'm going to have sex because it's painful." <laughs> <laughs> so we instruct our followers who are Instagram and our community and our purchasers to use a private pack hot with maybe say coconut oil or vitamin E oil Mm -hmm. to loosen up the skin to eliminate chafing and drag when the penis is being inserted and if they're swelling after sex to use the pack cold yeah absolutely I I'm really excited about that. I have, I have definitely like found new love sometimes in my life and had like a lot of sex in a few days and been like, I'm hurting. Like I need to go sit on a ring or something. So I can see how your pack is like so perfect for that. Right. Rather than right. putting like frozen Brussels sprouts bag. <laughs> right. Like, and the thing is like men walk around like, Oh, I did that. You know, I really did it to her. She can't walk. And it's just like, this is not a badge of honor, dude. I'm in pain. Yeah, I think there's an Ariana Grande song, like um, uh, that where she's like her chorus is something like uh, walking side to side or whatever. And my friend said that's be- whatever. Mm-hmm. I think <laughs> I'm not that in tune with pop culture, obviously. <laughs> but um, this this is really amazing, private packs. And so, um, you know. Is your vision that it's going to be in targets and like in the future, like what are, you know, you said you have other product lines. What's the future for the business? The future for the business is definitely to be at every neighborhood corner. So that's either in a Walgreens and a CVS and a target because we are FSA and HSA reimbursable. You will never find us in adult sex shop. Never. This is never going to happen. We have to be accessible. And sometimes there are people that feel uncomfortable going to sex shops. That's not us. We are technically a medical device. We should be in the grocery market right by Kroger's where you go pick up your maxi pads. You use your card. You know, you get your point cards from the store and you buy your private packs there. Accessibility. And definitely we conform so you don't have to. Yeah. You said FSA, like flexible spending account, yes. like your health care type of plan. Can yes. You <laughs> yes. You have to contact your insurance carrier, but hot and cold therapy packs are reimbursable expense. Oh That's awesome. Thank you. And we are tax exempt. So I don't charge you taxes. 
Oh my gosh. I love these little things that you're like, oh yeah, women's needs are like medical and important. And like, well, that's my job. That's my job as the founder to not only design a product, do all the marketing. It's also to know like the legalities and the regulation around the product to inform my buyer. Yes. To buy two is $49, but you submit that to your insurance coverage company and you'll get that money back. And it's not single use. It's not single use. No. So even if you got one for free from me, or if you get one as a discount, you can give it to a friend and that receipt is reimbursable. Well, speaking of discounts, I think you're offering something to our listeners today, right? Hell yeah. (laughs) Yes. uh, Please use the code FemTechFocus for a discount today or whenever you're ready. Amazing. We're definitely going to promote that. That is so awesome. I Yes, of course. I'm going to use one myself and I'm going to put it in my freezer and I hope there all you go. my guests come over to get ice for their wine and let's see what is that. And I have an awesome conversation about it because that's how I party. Awesome. <laughs> Mostly talk about clitorises in my house. Um, so I have two last questions for you that our re- listeners really love. The first one is if someone wanted to start a femtech company, what's an area in women's health and wellness that still needs innovating? Um, disability. Ooh, tell me more about that. What do you mean? No one I feel is meeting the needs of the ADA community. Just because someone's confined to a wheelchair does not mean that they don't want to have sex. Yes. I mean, I totally agree with you. I just, yeah, for me, it's like such a broad thing. So that's why, okay. So like, you know, empowering sexual wellness for folks with disabilities. Yeah. Uh, are there other things that should be innovating? Cause there's literally people chomping at the bit that listen to our show that are just like, I want to do something impactful. So please mm-hmm. shoot your shot. What other, what else should we be working on? Really just like listening to the conversations, like on Twitter, because people do voice what they want. Yes. No one's really listening. Mm. Wow. Very few um, sex tech companies or femtech companies are listening to the wider mass and what their what their needs are. Yeah. Well, you know, I usually give this talk called the femtech landscape, and I always show this slide of what are areas of women's health and wellness that are kind of saturated. And then I and I describe it as like fertility and you know blah blah. blah. And then I say, but this is actually only cure solved for affluent white women. Right. <laughs> Nobody else. Right. Actually, no other vulva owners is this actually solved for. Right. At the end of the day, everything still needs innovating. Right. And it's very important that if you're going to start a business, even more so for femtech, you really have to be about this life. Mm-hmm. I mean, you will have no life. I have I don't remember the last time I went out on a date and did not think about private packs while I was on the date. <laughs> Me neither. I mean, not private packs, but yeah. But, <laughs> like I live and breathe this life. If someone's like, oh, pitch you right now, I could pitch someone right now in an elevator. Yes. Because yes. I'm about this life. And it really does take a high level of dedication. And when you do have a win, you definitely have to celebrate it because you don't know when the next win is going to be. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, and our last question is, uh, what do you think the femtech industry as a whole needs the most right now in order to be successful? Much more of an open mind to be more successful as a space mm-hmm. because 
other people need, need have needs besides females. So I think we need to be more inclusive as a space because mm-hmm. I think we've made it far enough down the road. Now we can open the door to everyone else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, this has been so much fun. You are amazing. I love Thank you. So are you. Uh, like super, super proud of you. Cannot wait to see you grow and succeed. And Thank you. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much. Bye everyone. Thank you for listening to my interview with Suzanne Sinatra the CEO and founder of Private Packs. If you or someone you know could benefit from the Private Pack, then be sure to get yours at privatepack.com and use promo code FEMTECHFOCUS for a percentage off your order. Alrighty, Fem fans, please join FemTech Focus virtual community and subscribe to our newsletter at femtechfocus.org. In our virtual community, you can become a Fem Pro member for only $10 a month and get access to a library of recorded FemTech content, including recordings from our sem- uh, summit that just happened. You also get free tickets to our bi-weekly FemTech Fundamentals webinar, which is a workshop for founders to build, launch, and succeed in their business. Femtech Focus also has free events like Monday night listening parties, monthly book club, and uh, clubhouse office hours. So be sure to subscribe to our newsletter because then you can stay up to date on all that's going on. Please consider donating to our organization. Femtech Focus is a 501c3 nonprofit and relies upon your donations to operate. Until next time, keep innovating because improving women's health and wellness improves everyone's health and wellness.